everyone. As our regular listeners know, we've changed our timetable for season two and gone down to fortnightly episodes. And we did this so we could basically work and manage our lives in between the shows until we find that very wealthy sponsor and we can do this full time. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But in the meantime, we thought we'd try out something a bit new, something less formal and with a little less research. We'll still be doing our main episodes fortnightly, but in between, we wanted to try out these new mini episodes. Yes. So the idea is behind these mini apps is that they're tasty little bites into some reactions and stories from the week, plus answering your questions, which we'll be doing on Instagram. So go and grab a cocktail or a coffee or a cup of tea, or if you like Megan Fox, an organic <laughs> or even orgasmic smoothie. And just get comfy and enjoy. And we're going to go straight to the comments. So we want to start off with a little fun game that we sort of came up with, which is one of us is going to read a series of comments on a topic, but the other one doesn't know what the story is about. And we're going to see if they can guess from these slightly out of context comments what we're talking about. They is me, Lisa. There's only one. Yes. Isn't there? Yeah. Well, well, we'll alternate each week. So we'll, we'll take it in yeah. turns. But I'm starting off with um, a topic. I've got. And so are you ready for this, Lisa? Yes. I'm going to start off more obscure and sort of get a little bit more pointed as we go. So the first comment is DM's totally pointless article of the day, mm-hmm. which could literally mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, well, yeah. How long have I got? Second one. Come on, people. It's one inch. Doesn't make one bit of a difference. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about that comment? Um, this is not an after hour show, but an inch can make a difference. You've got me intrigued. You've got me, you had me at one inch. Go on, keep going. <laughs> Leaning forward and giggling in a disturbing fashion normally works. Now I'm going to give you a bit more, a bit more of a, this can't be a day. Is it a really bad Tinder day? <laughs> I always no. ask the person behind if they mind. This is getting a bit clearer. This is definitely not a Tinder day. <laughs> oh, well it could be. I don't know how you do it. All right, I need one more comment. Have you got any more yeah, left? Final one. Recline by all means, but if your face is where my table should be, don't complain if I treat it like oh, one. Oh, it's got to be. I'm not thinking it's the National Express coach. <laughs> I'm thinking it's got to be plain. Yeah. It's got to be a plain situation. So this is an article that appeared last month uh, in the Mail Online about um, etiquette experts talking about whether you should recline your seat on a flight um, and in what oh. circumstances you should do it. So essentially plain etiquette. And right. it feels like the Mail Online love these because one of the things that came up a lot last year and this year was the idea of swapping seats. So this one is, is it okay to recline? Is it ever okay to recline? And a lot of people also, it's it's about people coming up and asking you to swap your assigned seat so they can either get a nicer seat or like sit with their family. But let's start with reclining. Is it ever okay to recline? In some ways, I, I don't like being five foot three, but this is one of the instances where I'm okay being five <laughs> foot three. I've got small legs. Yeah. But I never recline because I always feel like other people are much taller than me. And it's like, mm. it's really intrusive on them, you know, just to lean back because I need to like, what? I don't know. No, I'm going to sit at a 90 degree angle and just suffer. Yeah. About you. Well, I grew up on planes. I grew up on long haul flights from England to Australia every six months from the age of six months old. So I'm very familiar with planes. We were always economy. So I really worried about reclining. It felt really rude. And yeah, I would feel annoyed if people recline on me, but not 
that they weren't allowed to, I'd feel like it was sort of slightly, it's not that you can't, but like, ideally you wouldn't. For me, I, I don't even know what the purpose of the reclining option is. It's almost like setting up passengers to have fights. It's like a domino effect, right? So if one person puts their seat back, then usually the person behind them has to put their seat back so they have a little bit more space. So then the person behind them does. Is this a yeah. whole, you know, roller coaster? But the thing is with these plane videos, it really mm. sort of goes into our episode that we just did about Karen hunting. Yeah. Because you're seeing more and more filming on planes. Are you allowed to film people on planes? That's what's really interesting is, um, so when I go from Cape Town to Manchester, I usually take KLM now. And recently, it's a new thing. I've just noticed they'll do an announcement at the beginning going, please don't film anyone, including the stewardesses, without their permission. So oh. I don't know how much they enforce that, though. Are they going to go around and like yeah. confiscate it like a school teacher who has like a bag that's like collecting all the phones? But um, yeah. yeah, no, th there's definitely that. I, I feel like a lot of the videos we see on planes are usually like American Airlines, some kind of American domestic yeah, like, flight. Meltdowns. But with these plane stories, right, this yeah. is the thing. We, we know that they're trying to make these seats smaller and smaller the toilet's smaller and smaller and cheaper and cheaper. And there's a lot of rage, isn't there, yeah. around just plane travel. But yeah, we only want to pay, you know, £50 yeah. pounds to travel <laughs> to Europe. So I feel like a bit sorry for the airlines, like, like, the, the, the difficulties they've got managing expectations and the experience. Like mm. when you think about how luxurious travel used to be and how over the years it's just become more and more economised and stripped down, it's like, you know, it's like, what do we expect there's been a lot of stories recently about the whole, is it ever okay to ask someone to swap seats? Yes. Particularly like stories of entitled families coming on and going, um, can you swap because I want to sit with my kid? But then, you know, I, I found some comments that like, I think point out the really important thing is, so there was one that said, you book and pay for your seat, you keep your seat. Don't book and take a chance, then be prepared to take the seat. So... And another one was when you've bought your seat, it's yours. No one, no matter how entitled, has a right to bully you into giving it up. Most of the people who try it are just chances who couldn't be bothered to book a good seat in advance and think they'll be able to force yeah. some other passenger to swap by making up some story about a disability or a family member or some such. It's your seat, just say no thank you. As someone who's in a bigger body and is tall, I'm aware of like... How tall are you actually? So I'm 5'11". So I'm tall. Yeah. But I'm also wide. And uh, so flying, economy flying is really uncomfortable. When I felt like I couldn't fit into one seat comfortably, I've actually bought two economy seats because it was still cheaper than business. But I was speaking to friends who were like quite small and they're like, it's uncomfortable. It's getting more and more uncomfortable for all of us. People are also traveling much more than they used to. You know, like 50 years ago, people weren't flying every year for their holiday they were going more local so it, it builds that up and they also you know when alcohol served on planes I think it doesn't help yeah that really doesn't help yeah and because I think that for me like these plane videos I've not personally witnessed these sort of altercations but there's just these small everyday etiquette things yeah that I just like we said in our Karen hunting episode I just feel like there is this rudeness now yeah like I think people were more thoughtful back in my day <laughs> when I grew up in the 1940s <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if that's true or not okay I'm just gonna leave it with this 
list that I found online where a pilot revealed what his ultimate list of do's and don'ts for airplane travelers. So um, if people want to comment on social media, whether they agree with this or not, um, but here is his list. Sit with your feet down and arms in front of you. I mean, that's very specific. (laughs) Always wear footwear around the plane. Visit the galley instead of pressing the bell. If you've paid for your seat, don't give it up. Request a special meal as soon as you board if you haven't pre-ordered. Store bags in the overhead bins, wheels facing the window. Use as little force as possible with the touchscreen TVs. You do feel, you do sometimes feel people jabbing away in your back and you're like, dude, if it's not, yeah. it's, it's not working. Don't stand up as soon as the plane lands. That's a classic. And pre-download TV shows for children and book front row seats for babies. The next part of the episode is we want to just ask the personal question of the week. So um, the personal question of the week, because we're making this one up because we haven't asked it on Instagram yet. So you have your chance next week to ask us. But the question I've made up for Sarah and I is I have that thing in September where it's like back to school month Mm. and I still feel those feelings of like being seven or eight and going into WH Smith and wanting to buy all the stationery. And I was really fetishistic around stationery, Sarah. I mean, like, my mum was like, you better calm down. How many pencil cases do you need? Do you remember the furry hot pink ones? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, pencils with, like, rubbers the size of, like, bigger than the pencil. Like, it was ridiculous. But my serious question for you is, when you got to September, what were your back-to-school feelings or vibes? Happiness? Weird? Nervous? Um, so there was a part of me that was looking forward to seeing my friends, but usually I was rapidly approaching the point at which I should have done my holiday homework and hadn't. Um, so it suddenly be like, oh, it did feel a bit like, you know, when you wake up and you're waiting for your alarm to go off, um, yeah. and you're like, oh, I've only got 20 minutes and I'm going to have to get up for work. That same feeling of like wishing that you could somehow magically make it longer, but also yeah. being like, I almost wish it would just come already so that I can get it over with because um, the anticipation is the worst. Also, just really interestingly, I obviously split my time between England and Australia. In Australia, September is not going back to school month because it is in the Southern, Hemis- uh, the Southern Hemisphere and the same here in South Africa. So we actually go yeah. back to school in January, February. But for me, because I have that strong English thing, September is the start of the academic year. Yeah. The one thing I did like in Australia is we would, when I was at primary school, you'd have this like list of stuff you had to have for school. Oh, I love those lists. You'd go shopping mm. with your mum be like, yeah, but I have to have a rubber and I have to have a, what was it, a protractor and a compass set. And it'd be like, cause it's super important. No, no, no. <laughs> the worst thing is when you're 13 or 12, no, is it 12 or 13? I remember I got my new school uniform kit mm. and it was brown for my comprehensive I wow. went to. And you had to buy the gym knickers, which were mustard yellow. Mustard yellow, wow. And a tennis skirt, but the gym class, you had to just do it in your mustard yellow t-shirt and knickers, gym pants. I mean, when I look back at that, it's just traumatic for me. Mustard <laughs> yellow is pretty bad, but I might be able to meet it in the, my secondary school. Oh, you cannot be a brown school uniform. Okay, I can't be a brown school uniform, but I had, we had... <laughs> <laughs> it was one of these really crazy schools. We had a floor-length, red-hooded, woolen cape for winter. What is this? Hogwarts? 
well, it was like Little Red Riding Hood, but it was so heavy and itchy. But if you've ever been on a school trip where you've got 30 girls all wearing floor length red, heavy woolen hooded capes. Sorry, this sounds like an Enigma music video. You are going to get stares. Let me tell you that, especially if you're walking in in, in pairs. (laughs) What is going on? This is like really hooked my imagination now. What is going Uh, on in these red hooded dresses? Yeah. And also... The hat game of my primary school was off the hook. So in the summer, you had a straw boater with a oh blimey, um, with with a ribbon round, and in the winter, you had to wear a a, a red beret, uh, like a raspberry a raspberry beret. You basically had to wear in winter. So I had some interesting school uniform experiences. With I'm sorry, Sarah, but is these schools don't sound like they're even like they sound like a really fictitious kind of setting. <laughs> Is this a real school? They were real schools. Yeah. So the the prime, the, yeah, they were in York. Yeah, the hat game. I mean, but sorry, where did you wear these red hooded dresses or I, capes? I literally only ever had to wear it out once on one school trip, but it was one of those things. Did you have that where you had to own every element of the school uniform, whether you would use it or not? So... Because it was mm-hmm. actually, you actually had like a shirt, a tie, um, a, a jumper, a blazer, like a wool blazer, but we had this wool coat. I think it was for winter for specific school outings, but I only ever remember having to wear it once. And it was the craziest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, yes, I know some schools did that. and uh, But no, my school list was like not as comprehensive (laughs) but I think you know I was traumatized enough that you know they were actually specific and it was just a normal comp that you had to wear brown lace shoes like Mm. and I remember like um back then we had this trend of Benetton bags with a string and a green tubular Benetton bag and girls used to wear them with loafers that was a real fashion thing so trying to get to wear loafers to school in the early 90s was like a real win but you knew you might get a mark from the teacher if they noticed you didn't have your laced up brown shoes with your brown uniform I mean they were really cruel come on I remember as well in in different schools all these rules around jewelry so you were allowed you know like a friendship bracelet or something but or some kind of bracelet but it had to be within a certain like width so it had to be a certain thinness so there'd be like certain teachers who would take this really seriously I have no idea and they would go around with rulers measuring your bracelets to see if they were too thick or not and you're like "Ah, I mean that's a bit much (laughs) god bless teachers I love them I know they're doing amazing jobs but they were always those teachers weren't they they loved that side of it yeah it's well you get that in different um uh areas of life but, um, you know, where someone with a little bit of power has decided they're going to, you know, really take to it. So returning your question to you, how do you feel about the back to school vibes? I mean, how was it for you? Do you still have it now? I do, actually. And when I walk around the Norwegian stores and I I, I sort of n- notice they don't have school uniforms, right? Because oh. they don't have school uniforms in Norway. They just wear their own clothes. So I was a bit like um, looking at the stationery and... When my partner went off to do some food shopping, I was hanging around the stationery going, can I buy this back to school stationery or am I too old? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm technically not, don't need a school calendar. 
and the pretty kind of all colors um stationary sets but there was like this moment should i be in this area you know it's like going to buy young adult books it's mm. like but i'm still a little girl inside so i think there is that part of me that i did buy one thing and i will post it on instagram i did buy a pencil case but i call it a makeup bag pencil <laughs> case so it's a little bit adult um but yeah i am really nostalgic for that feeling of going back to school because I love that feeling of like a long summer and then maybe getting a bit bored towards the end and missing my friends and you know especially as you get a little bit more in your teens and you can dress up a little bit share stories catch the bus chat and I used to love all that and getting I actually love doing my schoolwork you know I genuinely love getting into it so yeah I still get that nostalgia for back to school and it's a nice feeling and I still feel like September's a chance to start again and open a new page and yeah yeah I feel like it's got that sort of back to it vibe which is yeah I kind of suppose that's why we're doing our minis we got our little back to school energy oh yeah that's nice yeah so the way we're rounding up our mini apps is just by asking a little bit of a question to each other which is what is your crazy out of this world prediction for next week? Well, can you imagine Elon Musk going on Twitter and tweeting that he's made a huge mistake with the Twitter rebrand and that he's actually going to change it back to what it was before? (laughs) That's my crazy prediction. What's yours? Uh, So mine is that uh, Kanye West's uh, wife, they love the quotation marks around that word, um, is seen coming out of Laura Ashley with a whole new demure makeover. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. I can't even imagine. <laughs> so yeah, we hope you've enjoyed the episode and we will be posting on Instagram um, a chance for you to ask us questions or if there's anything you want us to cover for our next mini. Um, and in the meantime, please leave us a review on Apple and tap those five stars on Spotify. Absolutely. So we'll see you soon. See you soon. Thank you to our lovely producer, Emily. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. It really does help us in reaching more people. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at S2TC podcast. You can find out more about the show, get behind the scenes, come and say hello. Until then, see you next time. This podcast has been produced by Emily Crosby Media. 